Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Hey, it's Michael O'Neill from the Solopreneur Hour. Hey, everyone. It's Drew Manning, founder of fit to fat to fit Hey, this is Omar Zenom from the $100 MBA show. And if you want to learn to become profitably unemployable, if you want to learn how to maintain a healthy lifestyle and fitness in your relationship, if you want to get the rundown on how I built my inner circle, you should be listening to Build Your Network. Build Your Network podcast. Build Your Network podcast. My good friend, Travis Chappell. Travis Chappell. Travis Chappell. Welcome back to the show. I believe that who you know is more important than what you know. If you agree, then keep on listening for tips on how to cultivate meaningful connections the right way. If you disagree, then tune in anyway to let me prove you wrong with my journey. My name is Travis Chapel, and this is the Build Your Network Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another compilation episode here on the Bilge Network podcast. We're currently in the middle of a series about mentorship and masterminds, and I cannot wait to share all of the awesome content in today's episode with you all. But first, you hear my guests and I talk a lot about masterminds on the show, obviously, especially in these segments here. So if this is a new term to you, or you've always kind of wondered exactly what a mastermind is or what it does, uh, why you should join one, different things like that, you are definitely going to want to check out my free mastermind course. It is everything you need to know about masterminds in just six short lessons, and it's 100% free. So there's literally no reason to not at least see what it's about. Just head over to freemmcourse.com slash enroll to grab that course and start today. Hey there, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the show. Today we are on number 10 of the Who or What You Know series that's been going on here for the last few weeks. If you're new to the show, the staple question, the one that I ask every guest that comes on is who you know or what you know, which one's more important and why. And so the last few weeks we've been going through a series here on these topic episodes that are released every single Wednesday 
on who or what you know. What what would have been the answers? What's been the, the general consensus for that particular question? And I've been really, really enjoying this series, and I've gotten some amazing feedback from all of you out there. So today, I'm really happy to bring you three more amazing guests talking about this topic. The first one is Michael O'Neill, a good friend of mine, host and founder of the Solopreneur Hour, one of the top shows in the business section in iTunes. He's been at it for a long time, one of the best interviewers in the game, and uh, everything that he does is done with a purpose. He is a true professional. You're going to want to hear his answer. Then we have Drew Manning, who is the founder of Fit to Fat to Fit, and he was best known for being a personal trainer who never really struggled with weight or what he ate, and he could not really understand where his clients were coming from when they kept uh, binging food and they kept cheating on their diets and different things like that. And so what he did is he took an entire year to just gain weight and he started eating really bad foods, stopped working out, and he gained a lot of weight in a year, got a bunch of stretch marks, dealt with all of the mental and physical pressures of losing that weight and lost it all back down to where he started. And it's just an amazing journey. And he learned a lot during that whole process. And now he is a online fitness coach and trainer, and he's been recognized worldwide for doing that fit to fat to fit challenge. And so we have Drew Manning, and then we have Omar Zenholm, who is the founder and host of the $100 MBA show, uh, which is also one of the top shows in business in iTunes. And uh, he's also the CEO founder of Webinar Ninja, which is a webinar hosting platform. Plus him and his wife, Nicole, are just amazing people. So I can't wait to share all of these three people's perspectives on the who or what conversation. But really quickly, before we get into that, we have all heard the Jim Rohn quote, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Imagine being able to build out those top five people and personally select the caliber of people on that list. Literally nothing would be out of your reach if you could always fill that inner circle with the people that are crushing the thing that you're trying to crush. This was a mere dream to me just a couple of years ago, and now I can say I'm blessed to be able to carefully curate my circle with the people I want to be around the most, and now you can do the same thing. I recently created a training and community just for people who are interested in always being able to customize and fill their top five. It's called Explode Your Network, and it is everything that you need to know to exponentially grow your connections, level up your inner circle, and shorten your runway to success without annoying a single person or printing a single business card. Plus, it's attached to a community of like-minded people who are all interested in doing the same exact thing. So if any of this is important to you at all, you're going to want to be a part of this elite movement. Take action. Head over to travischapel.com slash explode to finally take control of your inner circle and shorten your runway to building the life of your dreams. And now here is who or what part number 10 with Michael O'Neill, Drew Manning, and Omar Zenholm. So we're going to kind of shift gears a little bit here, Michael, talk about networking specifically. And I'm really interested to get into this with you because you have a fantastic circle of people that you've been able to surround yourself with. How much of your networking have you attributed to podcasting in the last few years? I mean, all of it. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Without the show, I wouldn't have had even a reason to go to some of these conferences or anything. Although I will say that when I was behind the scenes, I did go to New Media Expo. And that's where I really connected with Pat Flynn. And Pat's really been a linchpin for a lot of this stuff. Pat and John have been, I think John, from a, an opportunity standpoint, you know, John will be like, dude, I'm too busy. Do you want to do this? Or, hey, I'm doing this speaking gig. I want you to come because I want to hang out. And so... I end up doing cool stuff because John just wants to hang out. Yeah. 
you know, like that's how we did a creative live in San Francisco. And he was like, yo, man, you want to come do this? I got the whole day. I don't want to do the whole day. Can you come and do an hour on interviewing or whatever? I was like, yeah. So that's the kind of thing that happens with John. And then Pat would just, just kind of being around him and being able to ask. And I think this is probably one of the big tips is if you know somebody, you got to ask them who they know and ask them if there's, you know, do you know anybody else that I should connect with or whatever? So important. It's, yeah. it's huge. And I don't know, that's to me, I wouldn't have had the reason for it if it weren't for the show. And I think once you become my reputation now as a podcaster is that I'm like this interview dude. That's like the thing that I'm known for is doing yeah. these good interviews. Mm -hmm. So that's been my platform that I've spoken on over the last really about year or so. And then I think that's going to end. I have two more speaking gigs this year that I'm going to talk about that. And then I think I'm going to kind of retire that. Okay. And then 2018, I'm going to talk a little bit more about automation and how you can crank your business on that. So, so with you being a big knowledge person, because you, like you're talking about, when you get into a new subject, you're in the lab. So you're in the lab on this automation stuff. A couple months ago, it was a crypto, and then it was podcasting and the audio file. You, you like to gain a lot of information, but you also have a really fantastic circle of people surrounding you. I'm really interested to hear your answer to this question. It's one I ask every guest that comes on the show. Do you believe that what you know or who you know is more important and why? It's a good question. One begats the other. I think that you can know people, but then if you can't back it up, it's a problem. Right. <laughs> so I think knowing people gets you opportunity and knowing things keeps opportunity coming. Allows you to capitalize on the opportunity that's presented to you. Yeah. Yeah. And it keeps the opportunities coming. So right, yeah, I can right. keep connecting with brand new people and they can, you know, I can make a good first impression and they can give me a gig. But if I don't have chops behind that, then the next invite won't come. Right. And there's only so many humans you can talk to before people realize, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Before he gets sniffed out. Yeah, exactly. But I will tell you, unequivocally, nothing is more important than relationships in your life or in your business or any of that mm. at all. It is by far the most important thing. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent 
fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at Indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to Indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need hire, you need Indeed. And you have an entire course, which we kind of mentioned earlier at conferencetopia.com. Is this specific toward networking at conferences? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. It's what to do before, during, and after a conference to get the best experience out of it. So I could go to a conference right now on like doorknobs and have no interest in any of the speakers and learn and get amazing things from my business because of Conference Topia, because of how I structured it. And I love that it's before, during, and after because there's so many people don't take the before or the after. They just focus on the during and then they go be that guy that just printed off a thousand new business cards and throws them in everybody's face and then runs over to the next person and throws them in their face. So having that before prep time and then that after follow-up time are equally as important or probably even more important than what happens during the conference itself. Would that be accurate? Yeah. And certainly it's very accurate when you're talking about trying to connect with quote unquote influencers or the speakers. Mm -hmm. If you reach out to them weeks before the conference and just be like, Hey, I'm really looking forward to seeing you at this show and going back and forth a few times so that you're memorable. They know who you are. You could even do something for them. Like, Hey, what's your address or whatever. And send them a taco or whatever you like to send. And by the time you meet them, Hey, thanks for the taco. That was great. You know, I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And then you're actually getting a chance to sit down and and have a conversation with them. So that's one before. If you want, I have seven quick things I can bang on to help you network better at a conference. Is that good? Let's do it. The thing that I feel it maybe is the most important is that sometimes the speakers are crappy at conferences. And, you know, if all of your success is hinging on what they say to the crowd, you will possibly be let down on every single conference you go to. So to me, I always felt like if I could walk away from a show with two or three things that were like kind of game changers for my business or something that really inspired me, then I feel like it was successful. So I sort of reverse engineered it and said, all right, how do I ensure that I can get those two or three things? Like, how can I make that happen? So what I came up with was if you walk into every single conference with two pressing questions you have about your business, like real tactical problems. What are people using to grow their Instagram or are Instagram ads working right now for growth? What mailing list software are you using? How much nurture campaign do you do? Whatever it is you have in your business that you feel like you're struggling with right now, Mm -hmm. like real, actual, tangible things. And you weave those two questions into the 40 or 50 conversations you're going to have over the course of a weekend, you're going to get 18 similar answers of that 40. You're going to, all right, that's the best practice. That's what I'm going to do. And you're going to walk away with those two answers to those most pressing questions in your business. So that's number one. Number two, this is going to require a little bit of effort beforehand. My buddy Clay Bear has this thing he calls the six word intro. And the best way to templateize this is when someone says, hey, what do you do? If you can say, I help blank do blank in a really, really succinct way. And sometimes this takes hours and hours and sometimes days and sometimes weeks and sometimes months to get these six words right. Hmm. Because what you're effectively doing is you're creating your brand. Like I can say right now, I help other unemployable people like myself learn to take their hobbies and skill sets and make them into a business. Hmm. And I can do that. I can say it over and and then 
you know, the natural thing is, well, how do you do that? Well, I have it. And then I can go into, cause I don't have permission to tell my story yet or throw my business card in their face. And that's right. what a lot of people do. That's what a lot so, of people do. <laughs> yeah. So I help blank do blank. You have to be able to answer that with every person you talk to. Yeah. And, and real quick too, let me throw this in there. Ivan Meisner, the founder of BNI has a really good test to see if that one phrase is good enough. And he calls it the eyebrow test. So if you say that you're one phrase and the person kind of scrunches their eyebrows together, mm. maybe it doesn't make much sense. But if they kind of raise their eyebrows, then they're probably going to follow it up with that question, which is how do you do that? And then it right. allows you to go into that conversation. But I just want to throw that in there. Go ahead. That's great. I love that. Let's go ahead and shift the conversation here. Talk a little bit about networking. This is the Build Your Network podcast. And this is a topic that I think that you'll probably have a lot to say about just because of what you did, because of the extreme that you went to in order to better help the clients that you have, you were able to get on some really big publications, some TV shows, all that kind of stuff. Can you talk about how networking with the right people helps you land shows, spots, stuff like that, but also how mm -hmm. leveraging those brands and other people's influence allows you to be able to create the business that you have today? Yeah, that's a great question. So just so everyone knows, you know, Fit to Fight to Fit started seven years ago, and it's come in waves and different phases of networking and growing. So for example, when my story went viral, a lot of it was luck, but I did put in the work to create press releases and reach out to producers and try and contact people and say, hey, would you be interested in interviewing me? So I put in the work and then from there it grew organically from the local news here in Utah to other bloggers over the world to all of a sudden yahoo.com picked it up. And then from there, TV shows started calling. And then from there, getting to know certain producers and being invited to shows like The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, which is the first show I went on, Dr. Drew, Dr. Oz, Good Morning America, The View. I can't say so much that that was because of my effort. It was more so technology, social media, the word spreading that way. But then that was the first phase of how I got like the book deal and how my brand grew. From there, I got to know some production team in LA to create a TV show, got to know some people in the TV industry. And from there, I've been able to network and do some cool podcasts, do some cool collaborations with other celebrities that have sometimes have nothing to do with health and fitness, you know? Mm -hmm. Right, right. Just networking has to be nonstop. Like it really does have to be nonstop. It's not like, it's kind of like fitness. It's not like all of a sudden, hey, I've arrived, I'm done. I don't need to network anymore. Right. Networking is nonstop to continue to grow your brand. Because here we are seven years later, my brand is way more powerful than it ever was, even when I was doing all those TV shows. And that's from a consistent effort in networking, going to mastermind events, doing speaking engagements as many as I can, doing podcasts as many as I can, and growing my audience this way and being open to new things where before I'd be like, oh, I'm too busy or no, I'm not getting paid to do that. So I'm not going to do it. And so for me, I've just stayed consistent and hustling in that sense of networking with as many people as possible. And you never know where that's going to land you or who's going to have that connection to you know, connect the dots with someone that you've never imagined. Exactly. You know, that you would meet. That's the point right there, though, is that this is why I feel that most people don't do this. Most people don't spend time on this. And if they do, it's a very, very minimal amount. Most people don't spend money on this kind of stuff because it is the unknown because of exactly what you just said. You never know. So because you never know, people can't look at it and be like, here's the definite result that I'm going to get from this, right? Here's the ROI on this money that I'm going to spend on this mastermind weekend. Here's the ROI on this event that I'm going to go to and take time away from my business to go to. They don't see that. It is the not known that prevents them from being able to do it. And the thing that I always tell those people is like, look, trust me, just do it like one time. 
Like go out and do it. Do it. Just take one year where you're like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to put a bunch of time. I'm going to take dedicated time away from my business, dedicated money from my budget and put it towards networking, building relationships. Experience the power of that one time. You'll never go back because like you said, you never know, but it's always something bigger than I think. Typically, I shouldn't use an absolute and say always, but typically it's something where it's like, man, if I can get this one thing, I might be able to do this. And then like something way bigger than that comes up. I'm like, whoa, where did that come from? But it's because I took the time to dedicated time on purpose to continuously be evolving relationships with people because that's the bottom line is no matter what business you're in, you're in the people business. And the more people yeah. that you know, the more hands you shake, the more money you make. And as long as you do it from a, a place of being really genuine and actually caring about people. Yeah, that's a good point. So this is a question I ask every single guest that comes on the show, Drew. I'm curious to hear your answer. Do you believe that what you know or who you know is more important and why? I would say who you know, because the knowledge can be obtained later on, the what, right? What you know. And here's the thing. Nobody cares how much you know anyways until they know how much you care. That's something I live by with fit to fight to fit. You could have all the knowledge in the world, but that doesn't mean people are going to come to you and follow your message. Right. More so who you know. And if you don't have the knowledge yet, it's the people, it's the who you knows. <laughs> it sounds weird saying that. Yeah, yeah. They're going to point you in the right direction of like, oh, what do you need to learn? Okay, I have so-and-so that can help yeah, you build yeah. a mastermind or someone that can help you build a podcast or whatever you're looking to do. It's those connections. And that's the most powerful thing that's helped my brand grow year after year. Yeah, I mean, there's no right or wrong answer to that question. I ask a bunch of people and they always tell me different things, but that would be my opinion. Like you hit the nail on the head with that one is that the who have the what. So like the way that I look at it, this is the way that I try to explain it a lot is like, I imagine networking in the same way that like, if you go to an amusement park and your friends go get in line, but you got to hit the bathroom first and then you hit the bathroom and then you come back and your friends are like 20 people up in line, right? So they go, Hey, Drew, come up here, stand in line with us, right? Because you're our friend. So you get to walk past all those people that are standing in line because the people that you know have stood in the spots that those people have stood in. Do you believe that what you know or who you know is more important and why? I definitely say who you know, just because you never know what's going to happen in life, in business. If you have a solid network, if you know the right people, they'll help you out. I know that like one of the things you're trying to do with this podcast is make people feel more comfortable with the idea of networking or your network. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that really helped me is... I just saw it as trying to make friends. Like, I'm just trying to make friends. I'm not trying to get anybody, like, you know, like when I got to know the people I know, I just want people that are similar to me. They're running businesses. They have experiences. Maybe they're a few steps ahead of me. You know, to me, those are compatible friends. Right. You know, I'm not looking to get something out of them or get them to endorse me or, you know, get on their YouTube show or whatever it is. You know, I'm just trying to make friends because it's nice to have friends, you know, that's right, it, you know, right. like, and the other thing is that I lost a lot of friends when I made this transition into business. Like they, we just drifted away because we don't have the same occupation anymore, whether right, it's teaching right. or I'm not in a nine to five, so I can't relate to them anymore. So I needed to find new friends exactly. and I feel like that really helped. Perfect. Perfect answer. Because that's why I think so many people are uncomfortable with networking because they think it's different than just building friendships. And it's not, yeah. it's the same, it's the same thing. Omar, I don't think you and I talked about really anything in Australia besides basketball <laughs> or yeah. like something. And else. I was like, going to say, like, I would say Travis is my friend. I wouldn't say Travis is part of my network, right? You know, like, right, or right. Jordan or he's just or some people guy, that were with yeah, us. Exactly. That I yeah, can point like, at people when they need this certain thing, you know, it's like, Hey, let's chat about, you know, 
playing against Allen Iverson when you were playing at Rutgers and stuff like that. Like that's what friends actually talk about. They connect on certain things in life. And it's not always just about, you know, like I was out of my league at, at those dinner tables as far as business goes. Like I could have sat there and asked you and Jordan and John Lee Dumas and Michael O'Neill, I could have sat there and asked you guys questions all night yeah. and had six notebooks full of notes on stuff that I needed to work on for my business. But instead it just created friendships, which yeah, is the but that's point. a good example because like when we sat down and we were having dinners together or lunches together and you know, I got to know you as a person and we started to just kind of have some banter. I mean, even if by the second day, third day, you started to ask me any kind of business questions, first of all, like I would never turn anybody around, like away or say, like, leave me alone, whatever, you know, right, right. I would be happy to answer anybody's questions, but I'd be more eager to help a friend out because we're friends now. Like, right. oh, Travis, like, no, 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 no. Like, don't worry about these haters. I'll help you out with this situation. Da, 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 right. Like you came to me and said, hey, man, I'm, how do you do with this situation? Or like, I'm just curious, you know, yeah. and it, you're right. It's a balance. But like I would see it from the perspective is that people are more likely to want to help their friends out versus somebody they don't know yet. Right. Right. Exactly. That's so, so important. And that's why I like that you brought up that distinction, because I don't think that that should be a distinction between networking and building friendships and relationships. I think that it's all one thing that goes in the same category. And I think a lot of people will separate their friendships from their business friendships. And I don't think it's mm -hmm. about that. I think it's just creating genuine connections and relationships with people in general and then do you think it has something to do with how people think as far as like short-term versus long-term? Because I, I think it just has so much to do with the fact that if it was me just trying to think about what ROI can I see on this relationship in the next mm -hmm. week and a half, then obviously when we sat down, I would have asked you a ton of questions about business. But instead I'm thinking like, hey, this seems like a really cool guy to get to know. Oh, we play basketball. That's something we have in common. Like, let's talk about mm -hmm. that. Like it's an actual friendship. Do you think that that has a lot to do with it, the mindset of short-term versus long-term? It could be, but I think that if you are somebody who really has an ROI mindset, you would have, you know, the foresight to say, if I want to get an ROI, I should get to know this person first. I should really, if I want to get the best out of this person, even if you're being that calculated, you know, like I'm not saying that I don't want to taint people from trying to feel like they want to be people's friends before they want to ask for advice or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But I want to say like, if you're smart enough to realize that, hey, you know, no one wants to help a stranger out or somebody who's bothering them with all these questions at a conference, because I'm sure a lot of the speakers at these conferences get tons of questions as soon as they get off stage or before they get on stage and things like that. I want to just mention one quick thing, an example. Before I became somebody who was even asked to be on stage or be a speaker at a conference or anything like that, I went to conferences myself and I would go and look at the speakers and I would you know, try to get to know them or whatever. And one of the things I love to do is just watch the speakers at these conferences from afar. I wouldn't approach them. I wouldn't ask them, you know, kind of have a selfie or anything like that. I would just try to figure out how they deal with that situation. How do they talk to people that just bum rush the stage or talk to them after the conference or whatever? And I remember one conference I saw Chris Brogan, you know, like the whole time he's at the conference, somebody's coming up trying to shake his hand. Somebody's trying to talk like like a rock star. Like right, it was just right. too much. Right. But the guy was such a gentle person with everybody. And he was just so kind to people and genuinely interested in him. And I was just like fascinated the way he was handling that with such grace. And I didn't ask him directly, but what I started to realize when I was watching him was this guy is, is smart. He's quite intelligent because 
he realizes that these people that are coming up to him that are well, that want to take a picture with him, that want to ask him questions, that want to seek advice from him, these are the people that made his brand. This is why he exists. You know, like these right. people read his blog posts, they watch, you know, his videos, they listen to his podcast, they buy his products. They come to the conference because of him. So like he's smart enough to realize, you know, these are the people I need to serve and to treat well because they're the reason why I exist or I have a business in the first place. Right. And to me, that was such a great learning experience and I never forgot it. And if I ever get the privilege in the future to be in, in that setting where I'm being asked questions or people are coming to me or, you know, asking me to give them advice, that's kind of my mindset. Like, you know, like I should be thankful that people actually want to hear me or talk to me or whatever, you know, like it's not, you know, I'm not some sort of prima donna here, you know? Right. Right. So looking back over the last four or five years of being in business and having the $100 MBA show and then starting up Webinar Ninja and all these different things, is there a story you could tell us about a time when a connection that you made led to some sort of moment of success for you down the road? That's a good question. Let me think about that. When I was starting the $100 MBA, I was on a lot of blogs, a lot of communities. Uh, one of the blogs that I was on was called Think Traffic. It's now called Fizzle. And I met a guy named John Corcoran, who was a part of that community at Fizzle. And we just, we were kind of the same place where we, in terms of where we were in entrepreneurship, kind of like where we're at or in our stage. Mm -hmm. And we just kind of became friends and talked. And I mean, people who know John Corcoran, he's like the ultimate person with the ultimate network. Like he knows yeah. everybody. He uses everybody to everybody. Yeah. He's you know? a really, and, cool, really cool guy. Yes. Awesome guy. And one time he got me, he sent an email out to just a whole bunch of people he knows is, Hey, if anybody's interested in learning about public speaking, you should definitely check out creative live is doing a public speaking thing with Michael Port. He's giving a two day workshop. And if you want to be an audience member, you can sign up here. It's free, but obviously you'd have to pay your expenses to get there and all that stuff. So Nicole and I are like, Oh, cool. This is cool. Thanks John for the heads up. And I applied and then we went to the workshop for two days and I got a chance to get to know Michael Port, who's a New York Times bestseller and somebody who runs a great program called Heroic Public Speaking, best public speaker and best public speaker trainer I've ever seen. Him and his partner, Amy, are fantastic. Hmm. And I got to know him a little bit. I got a little bit of training from him, but then led me down this path where I started to learn how to become a better public speaker. On top of that, I started to become very close friends with Michael. Like I got to have dinner with him similar to what you did. You know, you had dinner with us at a conference and, and I got to know him. We exchanged numbers like a couple months later, he was in Los Angeles. So I met up with him along with his business partner, Matthew Kimberly. We had dinner then. And we just started to have a relationship where like, to me, he was just like this way ahead of me in business. This guy had like multiple bestsellers, Wall Street Journal bestsellers. You know, like I just felt like at the time I was just trying to make things happen, you know? And right. Yeah. And he just didn't treat me that way. He treated me as like a friend, as somebody who he just enjoys his company. And now Michael's like one of my closest friends. He's part of my mastermind and we talk frequently. And like, you know, I just was part of his event last year and it was incredible how our relationship kind of built. And it's all because, you know, I got to know John and I was a part of this forum and a part of this group and fizzle. And, and it's just like, you just got to be open and just say yes to certain opportunities when they're presented sometimes. And, yeah. you know, you can call it luck, you can call it circumstances or whatever it is. But I think if you don't make an effort to be friends with people and to grow your network, then those opportunities will never be there. Well, that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to learn more about how we've been able to get some of the guests to come on the show, 
have created a totally free resource called Meet Your Hero. So if you'd like to connect with people you respect and admire that are difficult to reach, you're going to want to go to travischapel.com hero to take action and start that training today. Have a wonderful rest of your day and remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.